This video is brought to you by Ground News. Today, an increase in violence in the West Bank. A German politician is arrested for possessing Nazi materials, and X, formerly Twitter, is valued at less than half of what Elon Musk paid for it. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 31st of October, 2023. While much of the world's attention has been on the events in Gaza, violence has been increasing in the West Bank, raising fears that occupied Palestinian territory could erupt. The surge in violence has been seen since October the 7th, when Hamas launched its unprecedented attack against Israel from the Gaza Strip. According to the United Nations, since then, in the West Bank, 121 Palestinians, including 33 children, have been killed by Israeli forces or settlers, and one Israeli soldier has been killed by Palestinians. The West Bank, home to approximately 3 million Palestinians, has been occupied by Israel since 1967 and is dotted with a growing number of Israeli settlements, considered illegal under international law, which are home to around half a million Israeli settlers. The UN says that 50% of the fatalities since October the 7th came during confrontations that followed Israeli search and arrest operations. 35% were in the context of demonstrations in solidarity with Gaza, and most of the remaining 10% were killed while attacking or allegedly attacking Israeli forces or settlers, and in settler attacks against Palestinians. Additionally, violence or threats of violence by Israeli settlers has forcibly displaced nearly 1,000 Palestinians from their homes in the West Bank in the same time period. That number includes at least 98 Palestinian households, comprising over 800 people, driven out from 15 communities in Area C, which is the part of the West Bank fully controlled by Israel. UN data suggests that daily incidents of Israeli settler violence have more than doubled, from a daily average of three incidents since the beginning of the year to a daily average of seven incidents since October the 7th. Nearly half of all incidents involved Israeli forces accompanying or actively supporting Israeli settlers while carrying out the attacks, according to the United Nations. The increasing violence has raised concerns in Israel and abroad, with the head of Shin Bet, the Israeli security service, warning the government of the potential for eruption. US President Joe Biden weighed in and has confirmed the violence in the West Bank, saying extremist settlers were pouring gasoline on the volatile situation, adding that they have to stop and be held accountable. Meanwhile, in Gaza, Israeli forces continue their ground offensive and have announced that they've successfully freed a soldier taken hostage by Hamas in what is the first hostage rescue since the operation began. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Daniel Halemba, a newly elected 22-year-old German politician, was arrested for sedition and possession of Nazi materials after a tense manhunt over the weekend. Halemba is a member of the right-wing AFD, who was elected to the state parliament in Bavaria after regional elections earlier this month, where the AFD won an unprecedented 32 seats in the 203-seat chamber, with 14.6% of the popular vote. Prosecutors in the German city of Warsburg, where Halemba is the leader of the local AFD faction, issued an arrest warrant for him on Friday, as a result of an earlier raid on Halemba's controversial student fraternity, Tatunia Prague, after neighbours complained of repeatedly hearing members shouting Sieg Heil.
While Halemba insisted that no incriminating evidence would be found and the AFD accused investigators of pursuing a political agenda, after the raid, the police stated that the neighbour's allegation had been confirmed. An arrest warrant for Halemba and four other Tatunia Prague members was subsequently issued on Friday. And while the police were unable to find him over the weekend, Halemba was finally detained yesterday morning. In other news, Bloomberg reported that fighting broke out between Saudi forces and Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen on Monday evening. At least four Saudi soldiers and an unknown number of Houthis were killed during skirmishes around the Zhanzen region, the worst violence between the two sides since a fragile truce was agreed back in April 2022. This is particularly tragic news because there was a sense that the two sides were on their way to a peace deal, which would put an end to the violence that's beset Yemen for the best part of a decade now. There was the China-mediated normalisation agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran earlier this year, and Houthi representatives were in Riyadh to meet the Saudi Defence Minister, Prince Khaled bin Salman, and discuss a ceasefire as recently as September. Unfortunately, this is yet another example of how the Gaza war could reignite tensions across the Middle East and reverse some of the progress to peace we've seen over the past 18 months or so. Moving to tech news now, where Elon Musk told ex-employees that the company was now worth $19 billion, less than half the $44 billion Musk paid for it a year ago. In an internal note obtained by Fortune and sent to staffers on Monday, Musk said that the company would be awarding equity to employees at $45 a share, which implies a total valuation of slightly over $19 billion. This shouldn't come as a total surprise to anyone who's been paying attention to X's accounts. Despite a dramatic cost-cutting drive, which mainly involved firing more than 80% of Twitter employees, Musk admitted in July that the company was still losing money thanks to a drop in advertising revenue of about 50% and rising debt payments. Nonetheless, this doesn't mean that there isn't time to turn things around. Alternatives to X, like Instagram Threads or Mastodon, have failed to really make a dent in its market share, and X still has something like 250 million daily users. According to the Financial Times, X CEO Linda Yaccarino told creditors in October that she hoped to turn a profit by early 2024, by introducing subscriptions and even offering payment services via the platform in a challenge to the banking sector. Meanwhile, over in Venezuela, the country's top court suspended the results of the Venezuelan opposition's presidential primary, which was won earlier this week by market-friendly former congresswoman Maria Karina Machado. The primary was held after the incumbent government, led by Nicolas Maduro, agreed to hold elections sometime next year as part of a deal with the US in exchange for the easing of hydrocarbon sanctions on Venezuela. In its ruling, the court argued that the primary results were invalid because the Maduro government had previously banned Machado from holding office for alleged corruption and backing international sanctions against Caracas. In response, the US urged Maduro's government to uphold its commitments and other opposition lawmakers have since appealed the ruling. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. Maduro is presumably hoping that the US administration is so desperate to bring down global energy prices that they won't reimpose sanctions, even if he reneges on his democratic commitments. But he's playing a risky game, because if sanctions are reimposed, Venezuela will struggle to escape its long-running economic crisis. 
Finally, in some uplifting news, a world-first rewilding project is underway in Australia and Indonesia, aimed at helping the endangered zebra shark bounce back, with hopes that it could provide a model to help repair other marine ecosystems too. This is all possible thanks to our sponsor, Ground News, a website and app designed to help you take the power of the media into your own hands. Here's how it works. Every day, Ground News ingests over 50,000 articles from all over the world. They then organise these articles by story. For each and every story, you can see the number of reporting sources, where these sources lean on the political spectrum at an individual level and group level, compare the headlines of each source, and read each article all without ever leaving the app. But my favourite part has to be their new comparison feature, which highlights specific differences in left-leaning and right-leaning reporting. Ground News is such a useful tool for our current media landscape, and I think an app like this will only become more essential as the media landscape continues to evolve. Our team at TLDR likes Ground News so much that we've decided to offer 30% off the Ground News Vantage plan to all our viewers. That's under $6 a month for unlimited access to every incredible Ground News feature. This offer is only available here, so make sure you go to ground.news forward slash TLDR or click the link in the description to get started and support an independent news platform working to make the media landscape more transparent.